James. Hi, Gabriella. <laughs> that's relevant. Yeah, that's relevant. <laughs> uh, that's my full name that I tried to go by for a year, but then I just felt bad for everybody. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're just the kind soul. It was fine. It was, calling. A, mou- it was yeah. a mouthful. And then I had, when Sizewoon started getting bigger, I was like, it would be nice <laughs> to have like a, a barrier between my name and like yeah. what I write on documents. I, I completely agree. I mean, that's why I go by James Francis now. Yeah, yeah. It's so nice to be able to be like, just taking it myself down one notch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, same. Because it's like anyone could find it technically. Like if anyone wanted to like steal my identity, yeah. Which I feel like would be really hard because of my last name. Yeah. But it's just nice to have like one difference. Absolutely, absolutely. It's like the um, performer versus observer. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but really. Yeah. Yeah, we're it's going very... through Ventura, you guys. We're officially entering oh, yeah, Ventura. Let's talk about the <laughs> Guess where we are? <laughs> we're driving. <laughs> Whether we're talking or not, the sound on this thing is high. Yeah. Um, basically, we're, we're driving. This will have a sim- similar ambiance to the episode in which I interviewed or talked with Harry Hill, and we were driving down the California Famous. coast. Harry very Hill. good episode. Yeah. Same thing. We're in the car. Yes, we are. We are driving through Ventura. We are on the 101. We. Um, we, we did a coast, we did the 17 mile um, coastline drive just now down the one, which neither Gabby nor I have ever done before. And 17 it was. 17 mile? Wasn't it more than that? Well, it's called like the 17 mile drive or something. Uh, I yeah. Um, I only know that because we passed the sign that said 17 <laughs> mile drive begins now. <laughs> oh. I'm just an armchair expert, um, which is what we both are. Um, signs today we we navigated big sur without any plans or service we just asked people where things were yeah because our phone truly no service whatsoever and um and we just got (laughs) t-mobile so we really were surprised where are you at um no but it was good i had a good time with that and um, oh my god what's happening my phone (laughs) look at the screen Uh oh (laughs) too big okay um anyways yeah we had to ask park rangers for directions. And then James <laughs> had a laugh attack because we were already feeling silly about asking around. And then the second person we asked, it just like, I feel like we asked a stupid question about parking. And, and then James was already starting to laugh at herself. And then she actually honked her horn really loud. And then she lost it and had one of those laugh attacks. I started crying. I did. My, ma- my mascara started running. <laughs> trying to ask a question to this lady and she was like is that where <laughs> she was like is that where and then it was like laughing and then I was, I was just trying to ask that's where we parked for like yeah. the restaurant which was the most mundane question and it was like I'll never forget that because you were laughing so hard and then I was laughing too and crying but a little bit less and then I like and they were looking at us like we were high, but we absolutely were not, obviously, driving. We really, really seemed like it. Yeah, we really seemed like it. I don't think there would have been any other explanation for why, like, two girls were laughing so hard about restaurant parking. Because <laughs> it's just, it, because it felt like we were lost, like, but we weren't. And so I wanted to convey to the woman that we weren't lost. And then it, that's what really tipped me off, is the fact that I felt like I needed to tell this stranger that we, it, we in fact, were not lost. <laughs> so... But she also had glasses that I used to have. I think I sort of, you know, real recognize real. It was like a moment of. She was comical too. She had cartoonish. Oh, there's the. There's she the was part of it. My boyfriend's roommate used to work. 
Oh, weird. This is also, I have actually weird connotations with this area as well because I was on a road trip with an ex-boyfriend around here and then Big Sur was closed and that was the big plan. And it was closed and I already like hated him on the whole trip because it was just like, oh, I'm so glad we're broken up. <laughs> but like, I just remember being so, I just felt like shorted for some reason. It was just too <laughs> DIY. It was too DIY, yeah. right? And I just felt like it was one, okay, you know, James really made a good call where we used to have this roommate that she used to call. She realized what annoyed her about the roommate. Oh my gosh. And she said it's like, um, oh no. he has like cool dad disease no, where it's like dad. fun dad. Fun dad. Yeah. yeah. He didn't say disease. I had a disease. Yeah. Fun dad disease. Yeah. But he would just like, things would be going wrong it's and he was a terrible Roman. It's like syndrome. Syndrome is better. It's syndrome, yeah. fun I dad. love syndrome. Yeah, syndrome. Yeah, syndrome, fun dad syndrome, where, I mean, give your explanation. Basically, it's, <laughs> well, I will just, I, can we talk about the dog? We had, we all had a dog together, and this is really what inspired it, is like, he would literally treat the dog like, as if it was, you know, the child that he would come and pick up and play with, but then when it was time to like, take the dog out or do anything, I, I ended up waking up at 8 o'clock every morning. This is when I was working nights at restaurants, so that was early for me to let the dog out. And so it was this thing of, like, but then it would he would seem confused when I would sort of bring up that he wasn't very present in our dog's life. Oh, <laughs> and wow. because he was like, well, I take her to jazz night. And, like... <laughs> And yeah, I was I like, know, yeah. oh, it's it's like fun dad syndrome where, like, you think that you're around because you're the fun dad. But then when it's yes. time to get down to brass tacks, you know, it's not all fun and games owning yeah. a dog. It really isn't. Well, basically, he just wouldn't take on any of the real responsibilities. Real responsibility, and then every once in a while yeah. would do the fun stuff that everyone wants to do, which is, yeah. like, take the dog to a party or, like, walk it on a nice sunset. Right, <laughs> um, right. But never... Um, any, never yeah never buying stuff never thinking about the issues it was slowly having really badly we basically rescued this dog that was way older than any of us thought and i think i think now in, in hindsight i think somebody abandoned the dog because it was so old and had so many problems yeah um but we tried to rehabilitate it didn't work but it was in a house we shared it in a house yeah um it was and like, truly like a communal dog it was really a sad it was it was sad. it was hopeful at first i was like this beautiful yeah. dog we're gonna re and then it just wasn't it had like cancer it had so many things wrong it was wild. that came to light i mean rest in peace but that was part of it too where it was like this dog needed care and medication and all of us were like you know this dog's really suffering and fun dad was like we can keep it alive and give it medication and like inject it with stuff and i was like who's gonna do and it made us gabby and i the bad guy yeah we were the bad which guys is, which was truly when i realized i think when it was fun dad it was yeah. like oh when the fun's over you know you can't step up at all that was what really stressed yeah. me out but i think i don't i'm someone in general and gabby can sort of back me up on this is i really don't believe in labels and i don't believe like i think that they're, they're um they disempower people in situations more often than not whether or not we're aware of it at first but yeah. finding the label of fun dad made everything so helpful so, helpful. so incredibly yeah. helpful because i was like it's not, I'm not being crazy. There are people that are like this, and it's not their fault. They probably they probably had fun dads themselves, right? Totally. He definitely did. I know his history. Yeah, so. Yeah, so it's kind of, to put it simply, it's somebody who is around, but only for the fun stuff. And then it's almost like, it almost feels gaslighty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they're around, but they're not doing any of the hard things, you yeah. know? It's like as if you were, like, having parties and, like, the person's so fun and they make a great toast and then they just never wash the dishes and it's like but then they also think they they deserve a say and then it's like yes. oh but but wait yeah you're not doing any of the maintenance you're yeah. kind of just yeah so yeah. why did we say fun dad god i can't remember <laughs> 
Big Sur. Oh, okay. I was talking about my ex-boyfriend. He had fun dad syndrome. He did have many fun times dad. Yeah. because yeah. he was always like broke and doing things haphazardly. And when things would fall apart, it was like I was like the problem for like pointing out that things were falling apart. Yeah. Like I remember doing this road trip and like he acted like it was gonna be so fun and beautiful. And then we're sleeping in a Walmart parking lot. Oh dear God. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> dude, I didn't sign up for this. Like you could have told me, you know, because yeah. my whole thing with everyone is always like, just tell me, you yeah. know, so I'm prepared. But like, yeah. don't act like we're gonna have this like beautiful like camping trip and you have zero camping supplies right. and he, it was that was always my issue with him and then he'd be like mad at me for not being fun and I'd be like you're I'm, you have me sleeping in a Walmart parking lot with uh, a thin blanket we're sharing it was so bad and I would just yeah and I would leave being like the asshole that was like this isn't nice <laughs> you know I'd be like it really isn't though not for many um, standards Jesus and I'm not even mean you know you, no, that's not even about it's yeah. like you know I'm good yeah. at being like this sucks but lol yeah um, and yeah, so <laughs> that was my experience with him was like coming so down here wild. and it just like the tripping so bad because I was like so disappointed yeah. <laughs> and I was not given what I was sort of told. And then he was like, she's not cool. And I was like, well, you know, I'd rather be yeah. <laughs> uncool and on a good trip. And not in the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> yeah, can you believe I slept in a Walmart parking lot? I mean, I, that, that's normal for I, like. I didn't know that you did that. I feel like we didn't talk about that at the time because it was probably so fresh. It didn't need to be discussed. <laughs> It was actually kind of later, though. I think it was, like, summer 2018 or something. Anyways. Slept in a Walmart, <laughs> <laughs> Walmart parking lot in summer 2018. Yeah. Oh, um, pretty wild. Anyway. Yeah, so Big Sur was beautiful. I had never been. I had never um, been because I always had have to get back to L.A. If I make it up north, which is very rare, it's yeah. always, like, got, got to get back. But I was supposed to go to a comedy show. Shout out Pat Regan, if, if by God's chance you're listening. Um, and it was canceled. And so I was able to come back slowly, which was, at first I was disappointed, but it was such a true gift. And spending this time with Gabby has been really fun. Um, we had never, we were like, we were in California. We didn't know this exists. Like the big, yeah. big story is actually like breathtaking. It, it is. Like that's not, that's not an overstatement at all. And it's, um, it's so untouched by like commercialism, which I feel is so rare at this totally. point in in America <laughs> um, I highly recommend it if anyone has the ability to do it I just go do it yeah even um, Taylor Swift I kept saying that in hers was 73 questions with Vogue she said uh, one of the questions was if you could tell anyone uh, a date to go on or something and she, he was like she, she goes take her to Big Sur <laughs> and I was like I still haven't been there yeah, yeah. Um, it's it was, so yeah, cool. it was gorgeous the coast every step of it and it's just like a long drive yeah. where you're like right on the cliff and there's just nothing for miles, absolutely yeah. nothing except for nature and ocean. You just be prepared to, like, pull over a lot because I, having so limited knowledge of Big Sur, was like, oh, I think there's just, like, one spot that everyone goes Same. to. <laughs> I didn't even have the correct spot in mind. I thought we were going towards, like, a, a big tree, and I <laughs> wasn't, I don't even know where. <laughs> James and I, the night before, I was like, so what's at, like, what's over there? And then James was like, I think there's a big tree she's like i think there's like a tree overlooking <laughs> and i had in my head the waterfall that i'd seen pictures yeah. of which was like not so it's funny because sometimes i have this thing with waterfalls now and i feel like it's because i've seen so many lately where i'm just like they're kind of just like they're just like waterfalling yeah. <laughs> like they're sort of like like that waterfall looks like a pipe sticking out of like a yeah a hole but it is yeah. beautiful i heard a family joking and they were like 
they were like, we didn't know it was going to be like this. Like, quick, how old are you? Like, this isn't suitable. Like, <laughs> like because it looks sort of almost vulgar. Oh, like squirty? Oh, God. Wait, why was it I think they, I think they were just saying, like, pee as if someone was peeing. It almost oh. looks... But it was, like, an older family. It wasn't, like... I don't think they're making squirting. They don't, they don't know what squirt is. <laughs> they're old. Um, but, yeah, no, it was gorgeous. Though, yeah, I... <laughs> I recommend I recommend going do the drive stop in the little town yeah. and be like oh my god fireplaces yeah. there was a moment where we were at the lodge where I felt like I had dreamt of that place before it was one of those places where yeah. you're like you walk through it and it feels like you're dreaming and you're in a lucid dream and you're like whoa this weird town like who am I gonna, who's going to talk to me and is their face real totally sorry I was thrown off because of the policeman um, there's a policeman James my favorite thing about James sometimes <laughs> Is that the way she doesn't say police or like cop? She says policeman, <laughs> and she always has like, like it reminds me of a little four-year-old that's like the policeman. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I never knew it was weird until you pointed it out. That was so great. Especially in Venice, there was a lot of policemen, yeah. a lot of policemen in a situation. I would always get home at night, like tell Gabby about the policeman on the street. Yeah, um, we were by the police station. Um, Big Sur, okay, Big Sur, beautiful, go. Go to the little waterfall oh. called, what was it called, Mayfalls? Macy? Uh, Mick. McClure? <laughs> McFly. It was Mick something. Yeah. McFly. Um, I mean, there's only one fall, so if you Google yeah. falls. I will say, if you do go to Big Sur, just know that you're not going to have service. Because we were fine, I was with Gabby, but if I had been alone and the sun was setting in a few hours, I m- might have been a little freaked out. So I would just uh, bring, like, an actual map or, or have, like, your wits about you. Yeah, there was really no service at all. Like, I was like, oh, when we get to town, I'll, like, send a video, you know. Yeah. Not, not but quite. But I time it, time it, try to time it out with the sunset because, obviously, you know, seeing the sunset over the fucking ocean. You know, we had one of those crazy sunsets where it looked like God, where there's, like, the, like, clouds are parting and then there's, like, rays of light. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely sunset time. Yeah. And then um, just know that there is a long and windy road after that. But it's totally worth it. Like, yeah. it's totally worth it. If you like to drive, it's really fun. I love to drive, so I had a great I had a great time. Also, anyone familiar with the road to Hana, it was the same energy, except the road was smoother and nicer, but it's the same exact vibe where you're, like, on this road with no service for, like, two hours, and you're, like, there's something nice about how isolated I feel, but also, like, I'm glad I was prepared and yeah. I have a friend. <laughs> Anyone familiar with the locks of Scotland? Uh, it's <laughs> very similar. I've uh, I've actually been there. I've been there. I went once, and it, I do stand by that. James and I marveled at how nice it must be to have a lighthouse. Yeah. Be or be the lighthouse keeper. Yeah. Watch Did you ever it. See not- that Sandra Bullock movie, The Lighthouse? I don't think so. The only lighthouse I remember from a movie is an Annihilation. Oh, at the God. end, there's a yeah. lighthouse. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. freaky and weird, actually. I don't want to think about that right now. Okay, well, let's change it. So Sandra Bullock, The Lighthouse, <laughs> is like a romantic comedy where she, I think she's like a doctor or a nurse, and Keanu Reeves is her love interest. Okay. Um, and it's sort of sci-fi, I think. And she's... I love Sandra. And she lives um, in this beautiful glass house. Maybe glass it is house. called... Maybe it's, maybe it's called, called Glass, glass House. house. We could all find out lake somehow. House. It's actually called Lake House. It's truly actually what the name is. Scratch that. Pretend that didn't. Sorry for wasting your time. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, dear listener. Okay, <laughs> what was. Uh, why were we up north in the first place? We were up north because we. Um, I was invited to do a 
Yule, uh, Yuletide events at this beautiful bookstore called Ethan Circle in Santa Cruz, which is, um, I think, it really one of the most cute shops I've ever been to. She's initially, uh, Katie's a, a florist, and I actually watched over the course of the pandemic, she uh, turned her floristry business into a real, like, uh, shop. And so I watched her build the space. She and her husband designed it and built it out. And um, I once I created the guide, I reached out to her. She was the first person, person I reached out to. And I just said, hey, like, I love your space. Would you take my guide? And she was super warm um, and welcoming and said, you know, we should do something in the winter months. And lo and behold, the winter months are here. And so we did this event um, with a couple of really wonderful women. And their, I guess, collective is called Norn. And so it was like a Yule event because they, they like honor the, what was it? They were calling it the wheel, the wheel of the year. Yeah, it's like a witchy. It's like witchy. It's a pagan, pagan witch. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, it was fun. Which is, I think, well, I think their whole mission was kind of to honor the seasons, which I think you and I have been into too, where it's like focusing on the honoring the cycles of the moon and the right. seasons you know just right. a classic classic witch yeah yeah witch motive yeah so we had to I did so I did a meditation long story short I did a meditation before they did their ceremony which was really fun um and we uh 10 out of 10 would do it again and so, yeah, it was you know cool. invite me invite me to do your <laughs> meditations before your ceremonies I feel like you could do so many yeah, I would love to. I think 2022 is, that's the goal, is to do yeah. more in person. 2022 is event era. Absolutely. Um, everyone's going to, everyone who, everyone who has COVID, everyone has gotten it or is protected against it <laughs> in a short-term we'll way. Do, <laughs> we'll want to do events is what you're saying. Yeah, like yeah. it'll be the new flu. That's what we all hope for. It'll be the new bad flu. I thought you were saying that new events were the new flu and I was like... <laughs> um, yeah, witchy stuff, witchy stuff. thing. James did an incredible job with her meditation. She's really good at hitting that um, singing bowl. Yeah, which Gabby got me in I Venice did. years ago. I bought it the night I was attacked. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But before, it, before. But it feels like the good thing that came from that night. Yeah, it also <laughs> protected you. It did protect me, you guys. I actually bought that singing bowl for James uh, a few days before Christmas. Walked on home, moon, which, which the event was on a full moon, which is so super full circle. Yeah, Talk about of my circle. cycle. Um, yeah, it was on the full moon, last full moon of the year. At the time, I was actually being really irresponsible with magic, which is why I was very distant from this uh, ceremony in a way, like internally. Like I was like part of it, yeah. But I was very kind of like withholding in my spirit because I'm like very sensitive now to um, that kind of stuff. It's got to be just right for me. Yeah. But um, singing bowl. Okay, that's the one that I got you. And then I was walking home, and I got followed home and attacked. And then I dropped everything I was carrying. And it yeah. made such a big noise that the person let go of me. It's like a metal. It's like metal and heavy. Yeah. And very clanky. That, um, <laughs> yeah, they, it made a big noise, and the person just let go of me and ran away. Yeah. Which, I don't know if that was the reason. It feels like it. But it could have, you know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> But it did feel notable, and uh, it's a powerful piece. Like it's a powerful singing bowl, and it's red. It's red with like gold. Um, yeah, some sort of text across it. I don't know. It's it's just really nice, and it's I, I cherish it. I've I've always had it. Even wherever I move, I always place it out. 
um, yeah. so I can have it as part of my, my like space. But yeah, you're really good at hitting it, which you know not all of us are, and not all people who have led things are. I've definitely been to like quote unquote sound healing hippie things where they weren't really good at hitting the mm-hmm. bowl, and you're like, well, you know, that's kind of like kind of like beginner. That's kind yeah. of like step one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for complimenting my bowl skills. Yeah, big deal. Um, and yeah, it was a good time. And so that's that's the deal. Also, if you are interested in getting a guide, I still have a few copies left. So go to my go to my site. Um, but yeah, so we're now we're driving back back to the future and back to Los Angeles. And I feel very excited for this coming year. I feel really grateful for all the things that happened this year. Maybe, should, like, maybe that's what this episode is kind of like a wrap up. A wrap up invitation to the next yeah what did this year do you have any idea what this year sort of like felt like like if you could like describe it in like three words or like some kind of vibe like what did it feel like or a metaphor do you have one I just feel I'm still processing it and so it's hard to say exactly but I have had my head I really put my head down and worked this year and in a really big way and I feel really proud of everything that I've accomplished and it feels kind of trippy because like like the newsletter I started in March but it feels like a year-long thing but it it was just March and it's been such a beautiful unfolding Um, the guide came out in September and like um, the I did uh, nine tracks of music for the guide which is something that I really want to bridge into more. Um, And then just this week I completed 11 meditations, recorded meditations that are coming out on Spotify as soon as Spotify processes it. (laughs) And so like all these things that um, I quit, like I quit my, my last like uh, non, non me job in October of 2020. And so I, I've always said to myself, if I could just quit, those jobs I would do something and I just feel like I'm really proving to myself I guess this year the theme of this year is like proving to myself successfully that like um I can do I can do things of value I guess um on my own and like doing a lot of things on my own really doing things on my own which is really uh cool and also feeling the gravity of that like it's it's a lot like people I think sort of um fantasize about doing that and make it sort of this exciting thing but it is I've experienced personally I feel so it's so stressful especially at the beginning because everything comes down to me if something is wrong or or something doesn't happen it's just because I didn't do it or like because I messed up so not that I've really had a lot of those experiences but like (laughs) but it's just the idea of it you know it it could all it's just all me, yeah, and um, and like for instance, the eleven meditation tracks that I've recorded, um, I lost eight of them. I recorded them; they were like ready to go to the next step, and um, they were all deleted from my hard drive, and, and so I had to redo them. And so that was a real experience of like, okay, like that is just there's no one else to redo them. <laughs> I can't be like, hey, yeah, you know. That's it. That's me. So it's but it's been really like you can't like clock out and be like whoops, whoopsies. It's like time I wake to go. Up, wake up. The first thing I think of in the morning is the things, and I, I um, 
but it's all really good stuff. I think it's just been such a wild year of like really it just feels like a real it just all feels really real I guess after years of sort of feeling like it was in my like it was in my head <laughs> does that any of that make sense what I just said I feel like I'm sort of driving some sort of ramp. I'm gonna pause because I want to check the audio okay sound is good um no that totally makes sense I think it captures the energy of going freelance yeah um in a more feeling way like that's kind of like what you said it's kind of like how the freelance brain feels yeah yeah um yeah I think a lot of people figured that out like where it's like freelance is freedom but like to an extent where it's like it's freedom from anyone else but then it's like now you have to be so responsible to yourself which yeah is more of a battle because you, you can't have that relationship where like if you if you have a boss you can kind of like you can kind of do it. You can kind of, like, resent them. <laughs> you know, you could like, yeah. you can have all these things, but, like, you have to be so, like, both, like, kind and hard on yourself. Right. Like, there's no other... There's, like, so few mediums in which to process yourself that are so much easier to process with another person. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't, like, project onto yourself as much or, like... Totally. You can't be like, wow, she's being a real hard-ass today. Yeah, and then, like, go talk shit and, like, yeah. or, dream like, about quitting. This person isn't working, and it's, like... <laughs> okay babe, babe that's me on the couch <laughs> you know what I mean it's yeah crazy. and then like the upside down version of that is being like she's not working because she doesn't have to work and I love her and she should order Postmates and go to bed and then nothing happens oh yeah those are it's just the same two what is it, two sides of the same coin yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's wild but it's good I think it's really good it's been a good year it's all good I'm really excited I think this year is just it's I guess it's just felt like swimming across the channel if that makes sense and I'm excited to get to like the point where what um, animal are you what what animal is swimming across the channel I feel like at this point I feel like an Englishman swinging so it's like <laughs> swimming across the cold English channel <laughs> but in the best way um and then hopefully I'll get to like be more of like a dolphin or something this next year like a uh, animal actually equipped for the water. Yeah, like sleek and fast. Yeah, like meant to be there. We all <laughs> want to be dolphins at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, so true. So true. Um, so yeah, I think that's good. And and also this podcast has been such a wonderful gift of like... I know, we have to maintain it. Yeah. Over um, it or whatever. Or whatever. Um <laughs> <laughs> new merch or whatever. Um, whatever. Or whatever. Um, yeah, so that's all good. I'm very grateful. See, this year was chaotic. I feel like it was really chaotic. I me. feel like globally, globally it was chaotic. I think something that, something that sort of proves that once again is like the rise of Omicron, where it feels like we there was sort of like some level of like understanding, and then all of a sudden it was just like someone flipped the the tea the tea table that we were all having tea at yeah. and like maybe we weren't having tea and we were not very happy together but we were all like sitting at the same table you know what I mean and then Omicron was like chaos and I think something chaos is one of the few constants like one of the few things we can always come back to yeah um, we can also manufacture it at any time <laughs> true very true very true but I think like there's some sort of truth that comes from chaos if you can like get away from the um, from personalizing it and making it about you 
Do you think it's because chaos aligns us with instinct a bit more? Absolutely. I would agree with that. I think. Because, yeah. Yeah, go for it. Well, I've just been thinking about instinct a lot. And then I was thinking, and then you saying it takes you out of yourself. And I'm like, that's kind of what instinct does. Like, instinct is like, I'm a tool now, <laughs> which is yeah. kind of the shit. Yeah. Like, which is kind of like ideal in yeah. so many ways. And so, yeah, chaos kind of like brings that out of you. But it depends, because if you're not a strong person, then you'll just like cover your ears and go into a ball. Right. I think, but that's what's interesting about this period in human history is I think there's so much more, um, so many more like quick waves of chaos. And so maybe like we are getting molded into that societally. Does that make sense? Yes. Well, yeah, definitely. And I think the pandemic was like the only kind of the only time in our lifetimes where we'll see like global chaos for the same reason. Yeah. But what do you think will come from that? Do you think? I think there's so much to, I think, well, this is interesting. What's interesting is I, when people like this summer are sort of like, we're done, like COVID's done. And then there, you know, the music festivals were opening up and everything was sort of like returning. I remember thinking like, this feels premature. And I, I, I do, I don't know. I just felt like cosmically there was more to learn from it than we were, than maybe like the global powers, you know, they didn't really learn um, how to like treat people. And this seems like another wave of that because I, I don't know, I, I don't know what, I just think we're gonna figure out maybe how vulnerable we all are and how um, really the way to what no what why are you laughing <laughs> i just had like a moment where i was like there was a big church lit up and like you were talking about chaos and like my knee <laughs> what about your knee and I was, if i bend it for too long it starts to hurt but then i'm just like i don't really care no. um. <laughs> you're gonna find out oh, um, we're vulnerable we're all vulnerable like we're all vulnerable people like no one is infallible and like we have to have yeah. more compassion i guess does that make sense? Like, no one can know the truth of, like, the Omicron variant, you know? Like, no one's, dom no one's dominant. We're, yeah, we're all living in the unknown. We're all living in a state of, like, at any moment, chaos can reign. And, and you have to get comfortable with that. And I think, like, if the, the more that we accept, like, the vulnerabilities of ourselves and others, the more that we can be compassionate and, like, try to understand. It's not easy, of course, but, like, this is some this is like a time of having to and then compassion leads to like care on greater levels is what I what I what I hope for deeply yeah. is that, you know like systematically systemically and also like rethinking and and disavowing the systems that have done us so wrong um, but you mean okay so with the omicron being your like thesis <laughs> right, I think but do you think it's an equal because this is how i'm perceiving you and omicron where i was like it felt like a great equalizer because after a year of like sort of this conversation of like like what boggles my mind is the fact that covid was this terrible sad thing and instead of leaving it with like wow we're so vulnerable and like health is important and family is important and care is important we left with like vaccinated versus unvaccinated war right and when omicron came on it was like wow okay now vaccinated people are getting it now it's this thing of like oh actually you guys this isn't really over and it's kind of just like a doling and it doesn't really matter if you're vaccinated or not you can still get this thing it's still kind of our unificator a uni unifier you know because for a second it was like those two teams it was like okay covid hit then there's people who got the vaccine people who didn't people who get the vaccine are convinced that they're like saved 
people who don't get it are being told that they're not saved and then now it's kind of like wait guys like we're kind of back where we began are we going to do it differently and it would be nice if we did <laughs> totally and that's what I mean it's like we were all sitting at the same table and we knew we were, we were all sitting but we weren't all necessarily happy with each other you know and then now Omicron's yeah. like it's like musical chairs and one person's going to be left standing um, yeah it'll be interesting to see like it is like yeah we are we are all equally vulnerable to a certain extent we're all you know breakthrough infections are common as hell now and it's it's wild to see also, like if not covid like every other that hundred million thousand disease <laughs> yeah absolutely. like we're just like vulnerable like periods totally i i i mean yeah i mean my knee is hurting right now <laughs> doesn't get more vulnerable than that <laughs> i mean i was talking to a friend and um he's around this is someone who works in uh film and he was talking about like you know there are people who are getting it and then having to come back in to work on like a new project and be like okay i'm just back in like i lost two weeks of work but i'm back in um and and he was saying like yeah there are a lot of people also that are dropping out because a lot of shit is happening like people are just people just deal with shit all the time and like sometimes it's more serious than covid and like sometimes it's like lucky that it is covid you know because like there are other things that people are like debilitated and or like have to i don't know there's just a lot of i think we all had such a magnification on covid for so long and then there's like a moment where it's like oh actually real life is still happening and always is and yeah. um you know i have to go to the dentist what is your relationship to chaos like how do you process chaos? what do you think is chaos and like how do you process or interpret it uh, fuel you ever I have always felt more comfortable in chaos. And so when COVID actually first, when we were in lockdown, um, my boyfriend was like, um, like most people, was like upset by it. Not, he wasn't like greatly upset, but he was like struggling. And I felt fine. And I, for the most part, have felt pretty fine because just chaos was such a part of I just, in growing up with that, was my base point, I think. And I sort of expected chaos in general. So, um, as a result, I feel I've, over time, I've, I've unlearned this. But before I chose to unlearn it, I was way more com uncomfortable in, like, good situations. That's why my newsletter is called Now is Good, is to, like, eat just a reminder of my of that for myself at all times but true I mean truly it sounds dramatic but like it's so true like it's just that's just how it was and so at any point like I would be checking my mom's breath with a fucking mirror at night because I was like so OCD and neurotic and like expecting something really bad so I also but I do think that chaos is everywhere and I think that we all have to to a certain extent become comfortable with it because chaos is like a is a force like gravity like it's everywhere and I think that chaos can also inspire and chaos can shake things up and leave people in a different spot than they were before and chaos can shift power um, and chaos can be an opportunity to create because like when you lose something or when you gain something because of chaos you have to create around that you know you have to create with that and I think that there's real beauty in chaos. Um, 
if you can learn to move with it like it's like I feel like chaos is like a dance partner um and you don't want to dance with them for too long and like if you do dance with them for too long then you won't understand the tempo that is actually happening but if you are able to like learn to dance with it it's it becomes a lot easier rather than being like freaked you know there like a there was that girl pool album called what chaos is imaginary i had the hoodie yeah. someone gave me the a hoodie that was bright white and said what chaos is imaginary in red, I in red and then I, it was i don't like wearing white stark white hoodies so i gave it to my roommate yeah. but i'll never forget the name yeah. what chaos is imaginary my uh tumblr when i was a moody teenager was called chaos and bloom Aww. yeah and it was toy wings I think it was actually toywings.tumblr.com, and then it was Chaos and Bloom was the title. Oh, cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Anyway, what's, what about you? I don't know. I don't really know. Because I, like, going off of your point of, like, the pandemic, like, I wasn't freaked out. I'm just, like, good. I'm good at, like, tuning things out because I think I've learned that I don't know. I've just like learned to not because I have this theory that I have now, but I think I knew it instinctually where it's like there's a line that can be crossed with stress and there's and I never want to cross that line of stress where it goes from like, yes, I never want stress to get physical. And I don't know where I learned that. Like experiencing stress become physical for you. Yeah. In different ways. Like with that happening. Yeah, and I think it's happened enough times where I'm just, like, I get so much pride out of not letting that happen. So I think when chaos does happen to me, it's, like, this challenge of, like, all right, bitch, like, you want to, you want to, like, get into my brain, like, try to, like, give me some trauma things, some, like, subconscious thing that I'll dream about later, or you want to, like, put me in pain or get me sick. I'm, like, it's not going to happen. And so I, like, try really hard with my mind. (laughs) And, like, even with, like, COVID stuff, it's, like, from early on, I was, like, okay, I'm not going to, like watch the news I'm not going to react to it because at the end of the day like what is that going to do to me I'm just I, I'm more likely to get sick yeah. but to me it becomes very like functional like it feels like I'm getting a job it's like here's the chaos and then I'm like all right I'm like I put on like a helmet and I'm like yeah. all right let's do it's like damage control I feel like yeah. because yeah I think there was a time where I think chaos was really exciting and I felt like I could enjoy it without anybody issues but I think the older I got the more I realized like it, it was more instant or maybe it was always happening right, 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 right. but um Absolutely. yeah now I feel like there's chaos you know somebody was talking about, I think P the Fury on Instagram was talking about how she loves chaos but she's learned and I think we all do like we all love drama to an extent but it's important to find ways to channel it that aren't damaging or like yeah. find ways to channel it before you go to a point where it's damaging like and people were like, what do you mean? And she was like, oh, you know, like watching Bad Girls Club, which is so funny because that's one of my, that used to be one of my like chaos like <laughs> vessels. And I still follow some of those girls. But yeah, like just like watching like a chaotic reality show or like, you know, doing some intense workout or just like something that's like chaotic, but it's not, it doesn't sneak up on you. And it's not like your need for chaos, like yeah. sneaking up on you. And yeah. all of a sudden you're like on drugs, like right. in the woods with like the wrong person. <laughs> You know, or it's like, or even like, I love to like organize chaotic moments. Like, if I'm gonna do drugs or something, like some kind of thing, like yeah. really organize it. Yeah. Um, very Virgoan. But I do, yeah, because I don't, 
I also think I've been around a lot of chaotic people, like, as a teen, and just, like, I don't know. Like, I have this obsession with, like, being very good at balancing indulgence, because I think indulgence is so necessary. Yeah. And um, I think indulgence is necessary for art and for feeling this, like, like, I love feeling I'm on, like, the ledge, right? Yeah. But, like, knowing I'll never, ever fall. Um, Yeah, mine is on my right foot. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe that's why your knee hurts. <laughs> Smell the water in the wrong place. So yeah, I got these beautiful waters. I'm obsessed with this Ice. water sommelier uh-huh. on Instagram. And his whole thing is he's like, unless a water says that it's from a spring, it's a scam. So like all these waters that say like artesian, natural, purified, that doesn't mean anything. It just means that it's tap water that was filtered. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how people can say like this product is natural and like, according to like whatever the FDA that doesn't mean anything that's just like advertising but like organic I think you have to be approved um same same stuff so if you guys are shopping for water and there's spring water and it's $2.99 and next to it is artesian water for $4.99 just know that you're getting scammed artesian is such a scammy word too artesian I know I used to love Fiji because I love the bottle but now I'm like what is Fiji dude yeah I don't even know I don't think it's from it's not from Fiji. <laughs> I don't know. I have to, to fact check. My mom um, famously reuses. Oh, really? I think I had a Fiji face because my mom used to say when I was a kid, it would be like, it's so expensive. And that made me want it. Sure. <laughs> my mom always reuses her bottles. So, like, we always had, like, graying Fiji bottles in the house. I think she yeah. still probably carries one. And I'd be like, dude, that's carcinogens. And she'd be like, uh, we need to reuse the what are we going to do? It's like reusing households. Um, should we move on? Now we're in actual chaos. We're in like... A traffic jam. We're in, yeah, they've moved all the cones and everyone is trying to get ahead. Yeah, it's like road work, but like it's everyone's like trying to... I know this guy. This guy, I'm like, you're doing... You're doing the most. Yeah. Um, I, bet it, I bet it feels like... We have stopped. I bet the audience can hear. <laughs> can hear the stop. Yeah, we've literally, like, we're in a lull. And I can see an ambulance that's not on, yeah. <laughs> which is weird. The thing with road work is they really do put the cones up so early. I mean, it's 1030. They're probably, like, rush is over. Yeah. All of you clowns that are still outside. Um, chaos. Oh, give what me else? a red nose. Chaos. This year felt like chaos for me, but like in a good way. I felt like I was yeah. jumping from like ledge to ledge, but I was like rejoicing the whole time. That's how I felt too. Like someone was like yeah. tickling me with a feather, but I was like, yeah. ah, yeah, but I was like on a ledge and I'm, thank God I didn't fall. Yeah, I, could, I get that. <laughs> I think some of the best times creatively can feel that way. And then it's sort of like, how do you sustain that? Or do you? Or do you? you can I, I feel inspired by like older people who I feel like kept that alive yeah. Yeah. Um, when I was over on the island for Thanksgiving <laughs> and I was like having Thanksgiving with I love like when you're in rural places and the parties have all ages like there's like a baby and then there's like old men yes. and like it's not like parties in LA where you're like you know here's everyone's 27 and in the same right. industry <laughs> yeah um there's a cheese board yeah it was like very um diverse in that way and it was just like these like older funky people who like you know had probably a really good time in the 70s and like they were like smoking weed and it was like I was like smoking weed with like old people they were like talking but yeah I was like so into it but it's just like when I was around those people 
it gave me like an excitement and hope for the future yeah. and made me feel like it can sustain but it's like really up to you you know to never kind of fall for like the whole like just never feel like your past was better or that like aging yeah. is bad or that um you know what I mean because I'm like sitting there like 27 years old like super inspired by like you know someone who's like 70 you know right. and it's like that's possible like <laughs> yeah. I don't know it's good I'm excited to be old an older person I mean going to Big Sur also felt me felt like um, inspiring for my like older decades I think I really don't see myself the more I like live in LA and the older I get I the more the less I see myself living there in the future um, not because I dislike LA I'm so great I say like I've said this to my parents face the best thing they've ever done for me is move us to LA <laughs> Because you guys, I was actually born in Nashville, um, in Tennessee. And my parents met in L.A., and they, they moved around, and then they had me in Tennessee, and then they decided to move to L.A. So I moved here when I was two. Um, but I, I, think that, okay, I think the same thing all the time. Yeah. I'm always like, the best, like, one of the best things about me is that I was born in L.A., so yeah. my parents did that right. Yeah, exactly. Because there was just, there's just opportunity. Um, but, yeah, I just, I think it, I just see myself really, like, being in a space that's much more filled with nature and less stimuli because I don't really crave that. Um, and being able to feel more like one with an environment. Because in LA, I just don't feel necessarily one with it. I, I feel amused by it, you know? I enjoy it. I'm like, oh, this is fun. Like, I love walking. I love walking in my neighborhood, but I don't necessarily feel one with it. Does that make sense? I also think there's this interesting thing that happens in nature that I've been observing, which I think happens with everything, which is you underestimate how much you shift to your environment. And it's like, I was thinking about this, like when I'm on the island, it's like the shower is um, is only hot if the sun hits the water tank on the roof. Yeah. And it's like, if you told me like a couple years ago or something that like, oh, we're about to go to a place that doesn't have a hot shower, <laughs> I would be like, wow, that sounds like it really sucks, right? Yeah because I'm in a place where I always have a hot shower and it becomes so part of my reality. But then when you're over there and you have no other choice, it just doesn't matter and it doesn't yeah. bug you. And you're not thinking about, oh, there's a shower somewhere else. You're kind of like, okay, well, we're all in this situation. No one's going to be upset with me for not showering because it's not an option. Yeah. Yeah. I'm as stinky as like my partner is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I can rise to the occasion and take a cold shower, which has its own thing. But just kind of that feeling of like being surprised by that feeling of like, I don't even care because it's actually not in this world, like in this realm that I'm occupying. Like the hot shower is not such a like necessary thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense. Absolutely. But I yeah. feel like nature does that. It's like your Wi-Fi goes, and you don't need it. Your Wi-Fi goes, and you're not. You don't feel like you're missing out. I think people do, but I, I don't think. I don't know. Yeah. Or that's the expectation, but I don't feel it. like Big Sur. It's like okay, the Wi-Fi's out. Obviously, I'm gonna miss people eventually, but like. Yeah in this world it's just not there <laughs> yeah, yeah and I like that yeah LA is like a, I think but I think LA is famously a youthful place right it, it really is yeah I mean and then it's almost like the people who not this is a huge generalization but the people who stay in LA almost like the wealthy people who stay in LA by choice are a bit funny <laughs> you know they are a bit funny like people who like my parents your parents who stay in LA because we they've 
physically couldn't like <laughs> find the funds to move. And they're like a little bit inept. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and again, they don't have choices. Like yeah. they just like they're in their choice. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're in the choice they made they, in they the made, 90s. They made a choice literally 40 years ago. <laughs> anyway, um, love them. But yeah, so. You know, but you know what I mean? People who are like, can you, you know, say there, you meet them and they're like, it's just a funny vibe, especially people who are really wealthy and they live in LA. It's like, they, they, oh, fuck, dude, don't come into my lane. Sorry. It's almost like, I'm like, what else do you need? Like, I'm like, okay, you're going to have kids and then you're going to like put them in the private school that you couldn't go to. And like, I like, it just doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah. Like, I guess it's like, it becomes so, so competitive, like. I just I almost like glitched out thinking that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it just feels. I don't know. I mean, there's something about living like outside of LA. Like I, I would love like a rural Malibu Topanga moment. Yeah. But even then, you're still in the, in the thick of it. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. I still would love to live in Rustic Canyon. But even then, it's just like. But then, but there's just such a, there's like, we talked about this when we were driving through Big Sur, but there's like a holiness to being like immersed in nature. And at, at a certain point, I just think at some point later in life, I don't know what will matter to me more than that, you know? Yeah, And like, as someone who sees themselves like living consistently like an artistic lifestyle, you know, and I don't plan on having children. Like, if you have children, then you start thinking, like, oh, where am I in relation to my kids and my family? Um, okay, another thing I just thought is, like, all the adults that we know that stayed in L.A., it's, like, they didn't have the gift of, like, the Internet that we have that is full absolutely. of, like, podcasts and content and recommendations because a city like L.A. or, like, New York is, like, you're there because... You stayed in L.A. because <laughs> <want> podcasts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, like being isolated was really being isolated but now it's like you're isolated but it's like if you need your edge back it's like you go listen to like you read an edgy book or you like you go to some edgy podcast or some influencer and like there's so many avenues to kind of like channel different things whereas back in their day it was like LA was the place to go if you wanted to like experience like you know great artistry and like chefs and like know who people were but now it's like you could literally be in the middle of nowhere follow a bunch of people and like drive out to some event if you want to feel included but still feel included online you know so it's like you have your nature immersion without the like kind of like losing that sense of self that I think people come to LA for is like to like nurture that that identity that's I guess like intellectual and creative and like in the know yeah so that could be really it so maybe maybe I take my hate back a little bit because like they were just trying to stay hip totally I mean yeah my dad moved to LA when he was in his early 20s for that very reason he like he went to school outside of Chicago and he was like I don't want to go to school literally in cornfields and I want to be like where everything is happening yeah. and that was it and that was really that was it um, my mom didn't have a choice she grew up in LA but she returned she went to Berkeley and then returned so um, any Christmas plans holiday plans I'm in theory going to Chicago the 24th I'm gonna have actual Christmas with my parents and we're gonna like go to my house and do a little thing my parents my mother demanded arts and crafts and my father demanded cheese and <laughs> so I'm organizing that for the kids and <laughs> and so we're gonna do that and then the 25th I'm having like a 
lunch with my mom's extended family. And that will be a little trippy, but it'll be fun. And then, um, and then, the, and then actually, I'm going to Chicago on the, the evening of the 25th. I'm flying, doing an overnight. I might, I'm still like, part of me is like, is it crazy to do that? But I don't think so. I think it'll be chill. It'll be cool to see the airport in that state. Yeah. <laughs> like, is it gonna be empty or full? Yeah. Um, and then we're staying with Chris's mom. Chris is in, still in. Um, Albuquerque, and he's gonna, and then I'll see him in Chicago, and then. I know we're so close. We're like, yeah, Valley vibes. Um, that's so. That's that. It'll be good. I'm. I was saying to Gabby last week that this year has been sort of like a real attempt at being part of an extended family, and so this this the last week of the year really feels like a culmination of that effort. <laughs> you know, so doing my best what about you so I had, a, I had a christmas moment in island worlds it was actually so cute we pulled a tree okay so so many plants over there are non-native and they were brought there for aesthetics i didn't know this but those cute geckos those green geckos are non-native they were brought for aesthetics wow. and so that's why i saw one actually the other day fighting <laughs> another one and it's just like they're just not supposed to be there. Like they fought fighting a different species of like gecko. Wow. Um, but yeah, those bright green ones were brought for aesthetics. So so much stuff is there is brought for aesthetics. So one of the things that was brought for aesthetics is the Norfolk pine, which we used to have one. And so they're everywhere, but they're non-native. And so um, he was like, that would be a good Christmas tree. And like if we pull one out of the street, it's like yeah. pretty chill, you know. Because yeah. that's the whole thing over there I've learned with like the nature is like preserving the non-native, uh, preserving the native plants by killing non-native stuff. <laughs> So it's like the hunters are like, yeah. they kill a deer, you know, and it's like, this is good for everyone. Yeah. But yeah, so we pulled a tree out of the ground and then we made tiny little um, ceramic ornaments, which I highly recommend. A really easy project yeah. is like making good. tiny like air dry ornaments and painting them. So I had like a, like a simulated Christmas and New Year's already, like in the same day. Aww. And then now I'm here in LA with my family and I want to get my dad a Bigfoot figurine, I realized today because he watches the Finding Bigfoot shows. The ghost ones and the medium ones I can get behind, but Bigfoot, I'm just like, I just really don't think he's out there. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. I think it's it makes sense that you'd be in the woods and like think you saw something. I don't know. It could be real. Right. <laughs> but it's just one of those things where like I'm like, the ghosts and stuff, I'm like, you know, I get it, but Bigfoot, I can't. But I, I don't know. I don't know. It's possible. But I want to give him a tiny figurine for his desk. I think he'll think that's funny. Um... And then we do Christmas Eve, so probably just eat and yeah. chill. I'm well, a big New Year's person. Weird, um, weird brunch. I have an extra seat at the table. What's the weird brunch? With my mom's side of the family. Oh, wait. It's a brunch now, not a dinner? No, it's brunch at 2 p.m. Okay, wait. On, on Christmas. Okay, maybe I'll come. I'm actually really down. Be so fucking thrilled if you came. And yeah. I could get her something. Okay, I'm so down. It's at the restaurant that yeah. we talked about. I like that restaurant. Okay, yeah, I do it. Because we had my other cousin, but she's staying in College Town, so. Very cool. Yeah, I honestly might do that. Christmas Day isn't really much for my family. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Think about okay, it. anything else? Think Should we it. wrap this? This is like a. We're gonna get home soon. Yeah, wait. I feel like I had one more thing to say, but I. 
simply can't remember. Oh, what are you doing for New Year's Eve? I guess we can talk about that separately. <laughs> that was like just a you question. <laughs> yeah, that's like we don't actually know. I don't know. Actually, I have no idea. I haven't thought about it at all. I know. Well, Chris and I are going to be in town, so we can, we can talk about it. Do something together. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Pop a bottle. Yeah. Start um, a war. Well, this concludes another episode. This was us on the road. Such a great time. Yeah, short one. Sorry for the long thing. I was away. And I'm going to continue to be away. Yeah. <laughs> so we should figure, try. I, I think we should. I think I figured out how we should do it. We can, Well, we can. Because you said that you can FaceTime in. Um, what's it called, right? Yeah. So what we can do is we can FaceTime you and I. And then we both record on our um, oh. separate. No, on our computers into like oh. either GarageBand or Logic. Um, with those microphones? With those mics, yeah. Because I think FaceTime would, would have less delay. Yeah. And then you just send me your audio, and then we can just, you know, smash it. And I have way better service out there now, because yeah. if the Wi-Fi doesn't work, my phone actually does. Right, that's what I'm saying. So it's it way be better. Way better. Because I think Skype is just... Beta at this point. Like, yeah. I think we should try that. And I, love, I also love the FaceTime... Um, platform like the, the yeah. medium of facetiming is way more fun okay so we can give it a shot we will do it all right guys keep going keep going, keep going. go to big sur yeah, keep going all the way to big sur and we're gonna keep going till we get home yeah which has been a long we are truly gonna do that nothing made this go faster than talking absolutely nothing it it's like when you're it's like being at work the timeline has collapsed and you're like when your coworker has a breakup and it's like the fastest oh day. Oh my god, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tea, okay, bye. <laughs>